What's up, guys? Joe here, the guy who warned Reggie to not go at Buddy Love. And I'm here to talk about UFC 284. It was a card that I enjoyed, but... Man, do I got some stuff I gotta talk about. So, enough talk, let's get to the fights. Because in our main event, we had Alexander Volkanovsky versus Islam Akashev. So Volk wins, double champ, and honestly, really good fight. This is normally an easy, easy, easy 9 out of 10 for me. Like, if it was a retro review scoring grade, 9 out of 10. This this fight had almost everything I kind of want, outside of, like, one round, which I wasn't really a fan of, but it was kind of so weird. I do like it. I don't know. Um, this is almost everything I want in a fight. Incredibly te technical grappling, technical striking, mid-fight adjustments, um, both guys kind of playing, like, and showing us new wrinkles in their game and stuff. And, uh, admittingly, um, I really, really like when a fight's competitive. I got, I kind of got some little, not, uh, one guy had some issues with me scoring a fight that was, like, very one-sided, not as highly as another fight that was just okay. And I really don't like when a fight is super one-sided. I get kind of, like, okay, like, feels foregone conclusion-y. I like that level of excitement that anything can happen. That's what I love this about this sport. So this fight had it for me. That said, I really disagree with this result. It's a kind of a controversial take. I feel like a lot of people are kind of, you know, one side or the other. It's a controversial fight. Um, but most people agree it was at least close. I agree it was close. I just think it was kind of clear for me that uh, Volkanovski won. I, again, just my opinion, you know. Who am I but just a handsome guy that talks to you on the internet? Uh, <laughs> um, so the, the controversy is round two, okay, with the, I wrote it down as, like, as knockdown, but I'm not trying to demean anybody that has uh, a differing opinion for me, so, I don't remember a knockdown in that round two, though, I'm gonna be honest, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna say, you know, if you say there was a knockdown, sure, I don't remember a knockdown, okay, I haven't only watched the fight once, so I wanna rewatch it, and I can have a, maybe a different opinion, uh, I think a lot of us are going to be rewatching this fight over again for a multitude of reasons. And um, I don't remember a knockdown in round, one, round two. I remember one in round one, for the most part. I mean, I can understand getting knocked to a knee, someone saying that's a knockdown. Everyone scores a knockdown a little differently, I suppose. Sure. I thought round two had a knockdown. I believe it was round two, where Volk cracked Volkanovsky. Or, sorry, Makachev. And Mogachev was like, went down and just went for a takedown. He kind of landed on his butt a little bit, if I remember correctly. So I, I almost thought about that as being a knockdown personally, but I didn't really count it. I scored round two for Volkanovsky regardless. Knockdown or not, scored it for Volk. Uh, that said, really interesting that uh, of the remaining four rounds, they were all pretty clear. Rounds one, definite Volkanovsky for me. My brother scored it for Islam, but whatever. Uh, in round... Four was, or yeah, round one, I hit it backwards, excuse me. I'm going to redo that. Carl, sorry about that. I literally got the names mixed up. I don't know how. All right, three, two, one. Uh, I do find it interesting, though, that the remaining four rounds were very much, like, kind of clear on who won. Um, round one, I scored for Islam. My brother scored for Volkanovski. A little weird, but hey, man, you know. Uh, round four was also Islam, which, well, I'll talk about that round in a second. Rounds two, or sorry, rounds three and five were Volkanovski. So round two is the big one that we're going to be talking about for a while. Um, 
round four was really weird. I got to talk about round four. So round four, yeah, Islam won it, right? Like, am I, am I crazy? I call, you, I, listen, I, we got great fans of the INC. You can tell me if I'm crazy, right? I gotta, I'm not going to, you know, I ain't going to take nothing against it. But I feel crazy in going, you know, Islam has back control. Just back control. He's trying for chokes every once in a while. But Volkanovski's like playing to the crowd. That's got to be what did it. He's playing to the crowd, and he's just throwing shots back. Going to be honest. I've been in that position a thousand times. Doing this back, he ain't going to do nothing. It's going to it's gonna sting, maybe. But he ain't going to do no real, real damage. Um, but man, at the end of that round, I was like, man, that weird part of me wants to really give it to Volkanovski. I didn't. It's an Islam round. It is. Back Back control. For four minutes. Yeah, Islam round. I don't know. Man, I don't know. Has to be biased because I'm a very big Volkanovski fan. So it has to be just bias. But I don't know. Am I, is it, am I the only one who thought that? I don't know. Weird. Um, <laughs> you know, but they, they scored it for Islam. One judge gave it 49-46. Yeah, terrible. 48-47, uh, I thought was for either guy. I could see it. I guess. I don't know. Volkanovski. I, I got Volkanovski just around two, three, five. Uh Islam one and four. I don't know. I don't know. Uh damage was comparable, but very good. Uh Islam had some better striking than I, I kind of expected, admittingly. And Volkanovski had a really good defensive grappling. Really good at just popping back up. I think when a guy takes you down, you just pop up, you know, pretty quick. I think that's pretty telling. Especially when you're winning the striking. That's kind of why. I lean towards that. Um, finally, pound for pound rankings. I would like to cover this briefly. They suck, I think. The, okay, so the concept of they just don't make any sense, right? People kind of look into these a little weirdly. So this is the concept of a pound for pound, pound for pound ranking. What if in this crazy alternate universe, or through madness of science, we have scaled Brandon Moreno, the flyweight champion of the world, to two hundred and five pounds? So he's the same scale. He's going to have the same kind of reach advantage, the same kind of height and all that. And we have scaled him perfectly, attributes and all, to 205 pounds. Does he beat Jamal Hill or Yuri Prohaska? The answer is pretty simple every time on these pound for pound rankings. The lighter guys every time, right? The guys who start off lighter because they have a skill reigns a little bit more supremely in their in their divisions. You know, I think it's probably the easiest way to say it. Not trying to, you know, offend anybody who is like fought at like heavier weight class or anything like that, but you know, yeah. uh, so therefore, pound for pound rankings are kind of dumb. And if you really have to be the best guy on the planet, who's the best guy on the planet? I think it's this fight kind of confirms it's Volkanovski still. He was going up in weight and he pulled off this performance. If you disagree, that's fine. I mean, I think there's a lot of guys you can definitely nominate. I still kind of, I think win, win or lose or draw, I thought Volkanovski was going to walk out of this number one still. So, co-main event, though, you got your Rodriguez versus Josh Emmett. Um, and I said in the preview show, the path to victory for Josh Emmett, to me, seems pretty clear. Forward pressure. Forward, forward pressure. Because you want Yair to kick off that back foot. Kicking off the back foot is so awkward. I can tell you from experience, incredibly awkward. I hated it. I hated getting pressured. Um, and you want to jam the, the airspace, so to speak, with kicks as well. You can kick back. You kick with a kicker. Okay? You always kick kicker 
trust me. And so you want to jam this airspace. And if Yair looks to spin, you, you step in and clinch. You just get a hold of him. That, I think that is the clear path to victory for Josh Emmett, something Josh Emmett can definitely do. I still picked Yair, but I said, hey, here's the path. And I think this weight cut just did not let Josh Emmett do anything. We all see the, the picture of him. It's ghastly. It's rough, rough weight cut for sure, bud. Um, he just really didn't do any of that. Uh, he was pretty content just just sit out there and eat kicks at range. And those body kicks were disgusting. Oh, my God, those body kicks were rough. Uh, so when Yair did step in with some looping punches, Emmett was very much on the counter. He wanted to just play the counter game, which isn't something great when a guy can just pick you apart from range, which I think definitely hurt him, hurt his game plan here. So Emmett was ready for these big you know, counter hooks, which was really good. He actually really hurt Yair. I'll, I'll admit, in round one when he tagged him, I went, oh, he's going to just drop him, pound him out, right? Right? He didn't get it, but he definitely tagged Yair at points with, uh, I think Yair has a little bit of a sloppier boxing game, admittingly. Love his, love his striking overall, but his boxing, sometimes he's willingness to loop and kind of has his chin up in the air. Sometimes he's a little bit of a problem when he's advancing, at least, with his boxing. So I, that's something I, I personally always notice. Um, but there were some grappling exchanges, and in the grappling exchanges, funny, Emmett was looking to land some good shots at times, but Yair's and Gar just coming down, Tony Ferguson elbows, it was fantastic. Loved it. Um, and the finish of the fight came with a triangle choke. Got a triangle choke, so now we have two Mexican champs, and I got this in advance to celebrate. Uh, a Mexican Coke, which if you're from the South in America, it's the real deal. Oh my god. I gotta do this to celebrate another champion that is Hecho en el México, or not en el México, you just say Hecho en México. Though, let's talk about the the big, for me, like the really big, interesting positive out of this, which is the Jack De La Madalena fight. My word, what a performance. Uh, so, at first, Randy Brown is using his range really well. He's, like, kind of making this, the long, he's the longer, taller fighter, making it difficult for Madalena to get in, De La Madalena to get in. So, and he was looking pretty good. Jack was a little struggling a little bit. Then, super sweet mid-fight adjustment from Jack De La Madalena, which is he cuts off the circling. And normally people will just cut off when a guy's circling. He doesn't cut off. He cuts off and steps in very aggressively. And he actually presses Randy to the cage. Lands a massive right hand on an off-balance Randy Brown, who face plants, gets his back taken, gets choked out. You know, Rene could choke. Honestly, I'm really, really, really curious to see JDM, as some people are calling him, to make it easy on us. Um, I really want to see him against better competition in the future. I think this could be... JDM could legitimately be someone very, very high on this prospect list. I'm impressed with him every time. And I have a name for pure chaos and fun. Michelle Pajeda. Please. MMA God's got to be watching me on this one. Please. But let's talk about the rest of the card. So, Justin Taffa had a quick knockout over Parker Porter in a fight that I honestly wanted on the prelims. I'll be honest. Uh, Alonzo Minifield and Jimmy Crute went to a draw after a point deduction to Minifield's... Or, Minifield had a point deduction in round three for grabbing the cage. Super fun fight. Actually, it was really fun. I'm glad I got to see it. Uh, Modestus Bukowskis got a odd decision over Tyson Pedro. I, I was a little busy, I'll admit, when I was trying to watch this fight. I was a little busy doing some stuff. And, but I felt like Pedro won. I might have to rewatch that fight, admittingly. And then Clayton Rodriguez, TKO, Shannon Ross in round one. That included a WWE hip attack style, or as I prefer it, 
an ode to all our fellow brothers and sisters out there suffering from IBS. Um, Jack Jenkins and Don Shanus had a great fight. It was really fun little scrap. Awesome low kicks. Just nasty from Jenkins. It was great. I love low kicks. Um, good win from Jenkins. And finally, I'm going to butcher the name, but Luma Luke Boonmi. I always ruin her name. I have apologies. Um, she got a rear naked choke win over at least Reed in round two. But that's it for me. I'll be here next week. I'm going to be covering Jessica Andrade versus Aaron Blanchfield. Talia Santos just pulled out. I heard about it Saturday, so I imagine it happened that day. Um, but honestly, I'm still excited. I'm really excited for the, to see Aaron Blanchfield again. But it was a pay-per-view week, which of course means another retro review on the main series. Or main channel, excuse me. Another retro review on the main channel. And uh, go check it out if you haven't. I had a lot of fun making it, as I always say, and I always mean it. <laughs> um, but I'm Joe with the INC. Thank you for watching. <laughs>